podcast listeners, my name is Jackie Mata, and I'm a part of University of Delaware's Protect the Flock Student Wellbeing Ambassadors. In today's interview, we will be talking about environmental wellness with Holly Michael and Jeanette Miller, who are both a part of the Delaware Environmental Institute. Not only did they provide their input on the topic, but also gave great resources and tips that all individuals will be able to benefit from. We hope you enjoy the interview, and without further ado, here is our conversation. I want to start off by saying thank you so much to both Holly and Jeanette for joining me today. I cannot wait to have this discussion with you, and we'll start off the questions with you both telling us a little bit about yourself, what the Delaware Environmental Institute is, and the main goals. Sure, I'll start. I'm Holly Michael. I'm a professor in two departments at UD. I'm in the Department of Earth Sciences and also in Civil and Environmental Engineering. And I'm one of the associate directors of Denon, Jeanette's the other. Um, I focus more on the interdisciplinary research side of things. I am a physical hydrogeologist, so I study groundwater and water resources. But my work is really interdisciplinary, and so I get to work um, and collaborate with lots of other scientists, um, biologists, chemists, oceanographers, economists, and many others. And I'm Jeanette Miller. Um, As Holly said, I'm the other associate director at the Delaware Environmental Institute, or DENIN, and I'm an educator by training, and so I compliment Holly in the sense of being responsible for lots of our education programs for undergraduates and for graduate students, and we also work as closely together as teams when we'd like to get research grants and education grants from the National Science Foundation and other big federal agencies. And I would say Denon really is, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a university-wide research and education institute. And we look, we, you know, our goals are to discover solutions and to help develop new environmental leaders and also to forge partnerships across lots of different sectors. Awesome, thank you so much for that. What is your definition of environmental wellness? So I think of environmental wellness as being mindful of how our actions impact the environment and taking action ourselves as individuals and also together as a society to help improve the environment. Absolutely. And what resources should students look into to start improving the health of their environment? Well, you know, one thing to remember is that you don't have to do this alone because there are lots of others who share your commitment to the environment and to doing that um, collectively, and they would welcome you. Um, you could think about joining a group on campus, and there are so many, but a group like Students for the Environment, or you could attend a Denon event, because we host events all, all around the year, and uh, or you could volunteer with some groups, some nonprofits like the Delaware Nature Society or Delaware Wildlands. So there's you're, you would be in demand if you, if you would like to contribute to the environment in, in some way, uh, they need you. Wonderful. Do you have any simple everyday tips to improve people's environmental consciousness? Yeah, absolutely. Um, small things that you do that you repeat can become habits. Um, so really simple things that you know, like turn off the lights every time you leave the room. Um, don't do takeout if they have single-use plastic, think about where you're ordering your food. Um, Don't use disposable plastic straws, bring your own water bottle, things like that. Also be careful with food waste um, and think about maybe growing some of your own food, even if it's a tomato plant on your windowsill. 
Great, those are great tips. And I know you mentioned this a little bit before, but what are some other ways to participate in research or analyze the previous research that is conducted at the Environmental uh, Institute? That's a really great question. And in fact, Denon has opportunities for undergraduates to carry out research, in, not only in the summertime, but also during the academic year. And those students um, become friends and they work together and they, and they learn to make scientific presentations and they get involved in really interesting projects. And we also have opportunities for graduate students, for PhD students, for example. We have a fellowship program and that group works as a team and they do all kinds of cool stuff together that is, is part of what Denon is about. Wonderful. And do you have any other citizen science project recommendations for people to get involved in around the University of Delaware? Well, you know, there's a really cool one that I would recommend everybody take, take, take a look at, and it's called um, the Coastal Observer app. And if you look up Coastal Observer app, it's very interesting because it allows anyone who gets the app to be able to take a photo and record some thoughts and feelings about what's happening. And it allows us to track change, you know, changes in, in the weather. There might be a flood event or a hurricane or even just a simple sunny day. But it's a way that they're collecting kind of lots of images um, and in a kind of, you know, in a citizen science sort of approach. Wow, that does sound really interesting. I might have to check it out. Yeah. And what makes the environmental wellness at University of Delaware different from other institutions? Well, I think students like you, uh, UD students overall are really engaged, which is fantastic. We love that. And UD has even won a special award for community engagement. So I think uh, University of Delaware really stands out in that way. Awesome. And to finish off our first episode, we have three student submitted questions that I'm going to read off. The first one being, with the known increase of sea levels and changes to the environment due to climate change, what can Delaware do to preserve or combat the loss of our beaches? And what are some of the best solutions to help residents that live on the coast of Delaware or live in areas prone to flash flooding? This is a great question, a really important question and something we think a lot about at Denon. Um, and we have lots of researchers who work in this area. Um, one that we've been thinking about a lot, a really effective step that we can take um, is uh, a nature-based solution. So helping nature help us. So one example is what we call a living shoreline. So, you know, instead of building a big concrete barrier to protect from flooding, we can do things um, like uh, build an oyster reef. Right, so an oyster reef can help protect from waves and from flooding, but the oysters also help to improve water quality, right? They're filter feeders. Um, and we can also plant plants. We can, we can uh, install vegetation that really help to dissipate wave energy and slow flooding. And so we can be really smart about the steps that we take that not only can improve our environment, um, but you know, also look really nice along the shoreline. Um, another thing that we think a lot about at Denon is, um, is water quality. So as a hydrologist, I study water on our planet and um, in coastal zones, we're really susceptible, we're really vulnerable to issues with water quality because when we have flooding, that flood water goes into our surface waters, it goes into our groundwater, and so um, one thing we work on is seawater intrusion, and that means um, uh, seawater, so salty water, getting into our freshwater resources. 
Um, so the barriers that help with uh, help protect our beaches, they also help protect our homes from flooding, and they also protect our water quality. Awesome. Thank you so much for that information. And does the University of Delaware have a recycling program implemented? And if so, could you tell us how it works and how the community, community could participate and benefit from the program? Yeah, the university definitely has a recycling program and it's been in place for some years now. And so every lab, every dorm, every office um, has, uh, you know, has an arrangement whereby, you know, recyclable materials get recycled. They get picked up and, and handled appropriately. But I wanted to mention that even on a larger scale, um, the state of Delaware has an excellent has an excellent waste management program for, for things that you can't put in your in your curbside recycling. You know, you might have aerosol cans, or you might have electronics, or you may have you know leftover um, chemicals from something around your home, and that and those can be managed too. And that's really important that those kinds of things don't go in the landfill. So I think it's kind of a layered strategy around recycling and the responsible management of waste. That's great. And does the Environmental Institute reach out to the community and nearby schools to educate younger generations? We do, and that's so important. In fact, we're just getting ready. We, we partner with the 4-H program, and every year we have, for example, an environmental science summer camp for middle school kids. So if it's, um, if it's approved, I hope it's approved to be in person, otherwise we'll do it virtually this summer, but um, they, they love it and they learn a lot and you know, graduate students teach the camp so they get, get a chance to interact with younger learners, not just other PhD students. So it's, it's really beneficial both ways and typically in a really beautiful setting. Um, this summer, we hope it will be at Camp Barnes, which is down on Asawoman Bay, which is just a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Wow, that really does sound like a lot of fun. I wish I was able to join. <laughs> well, thank you so much for this wonderful insight. We are going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back next week, we will continue talking more about what we can do to overcome the specific COVID-19 related challenges surrounding environmental wellness. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode on the topic of environmental wellness. Be sure to tune in next week for our second episode. And until then, stay safe.